This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the D-Loop Podcast, brought to you by Belief Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. Before I move forward, um, I want to offer my sincere condolences to the family and um, everyone in the wrestling business um, who lost one of our own recently, um, Jimmy the Jester, um, James Pasquale, his real name, and a dude that I really got to know You know, during my whole entire tenure at the uh, world-famous Monster Factory one of the most funniest guys. I mean, granted, he has a clown. He he had a clown gimmick, but he was genuinely funny, and he did everything he possibly could to make us all laugh every single time we were all together. So um, it was a really, really sad, you know, time. You know, recently, you know, for all of us, you know, that we did, that new Jimmy and that worked with him, and um, he will definitely, definitely be missed. So again, my heartfelt condolences goes out to. Definitely his family and all and all the uh, guys and girls in the business who knew him and worked with him. But uh, speaking of professional wrestling, you know, uh, this past weekend, you know, I had a double shot over at um, SWF in, in North and Central Jersey um, for Mega Slam Night 1 and 2. It was a great time. Um, got a chance to work with Mr. Kennedy, um, WWE legend, as well as another legend, uh, Gene Snitsky. And, of course, all the way from San Juan, Puerto Rico, Savio Vega, a guy that um, I used to read about in, as we, us old uh, wrestling fans would say, the After Magazines, but, you know, PWI. And I used to read about, you know, a lot of the uh, wrestling, not just in the United States, but all over the world, including Puerto Rico. And he wrestled um, as TNT in Puerto Rico. And I had told him that. I said, dude, I followed your career over 30 years. And he was just like, really? I'm like, yeah. So it was really, um, really cool to work with some people that I've watched on television for years and uh, being able to um, talk with them, you know, share, you know, take some pictures and everything. It was it was truly amazing. You know, so thank you, Rob Fury, for, again, bringing me on back in September last year you know, to be a part of the uh, SWF family and allowing me to hone my craft and get better at what I do as a ring announcer. So, again, thank you. But as you're hearing this show, if, uh, every Thursday I drop this show, you know, it's the NFL draft. It's interesting because the fact that there's not a clear number one overall pick, 
you know, is really making this draft interesting. You know, I'm, everyone thinks it's CJ, some of us, you know, we, we don't know. We don't know who the number one pick is going to be. Um, it, for all we know, team might end up trading the pick again. You just never know, you know, as it gets closer and closer to, you know, the time that uh, the draft starts. But, you know, best of, best wishes to all, you know, all the football players who are in, who entered the draft that are draft eligible and um, may their dreams come true. But this week on this episode of the Dilu Podcast, I do have recording artist, entrepreneur, Zoe Rosegold, and again, another contemporary of mine in the music industry. You know, her and I have known each other for the last couple of years. She's actually interviewed me before on Radio Pushers, um, their platform with, with their podcast. And her and I, again, had a chance to meet in Miami, you know, and talk at, talk at length at our music conference. And, you know, we went, we talked about a lot of different things, you know, there in Miami. But on this episode, we went and took an even deeper dive into her career, what she's doing now in all aspects. So let's not wait any longer. My interview with Zoe Rose Gold starts right now. This episode, I have the honor and the privilege of, of speaking with somebody that, you know, has been everything to me in regards to the, the music industry and taught me a lot. I've learned a lot from her and she is talk about doing everything <laughs> that there is, whether it's music, um, inventor, etc. You know, she does it all. The one and only Zoe Rosegold. Thank you for coming out to the d podcast. How are you? what's up what's up i'm so happy to be here congratulations on starting this podcast this is something that i'm sure you will excel in because you've been doing so well with these things these podcast things so um i'm happy to be here i appreciate that and what's crazy is that during the pandemic um you were hosting a podcast and you interviewed me and and at that time i wasn't even thinking about doing any any podcast i wasn't thinking about doing anything i was just focusing on the acting and the music and the pro wrestling and then of course you know jonathan p wright from radio pushers who we work with um yeah. presented an opportunity to me to take over the podcast that he was doing the we build different podcast and that definitely motivated me to branch out and um and restart this podcast that I did in 2014. So, you know, mm-hmm. huge kudos to uh, Jonathan, to you, to Koresh, and to everybody at Radio Pushers for, um, you know, giving me the um, the confidence and and also giving me that boost that I needed to say, you know what, man, it's, it's time to, to to go on your own and, and do this again. But again, it's not about me; it's all about you. And I'm um, talking about everything you're doing in your career, and let's and every obviously every story has its beginning. Yeah. Tell me about life growing up in Queens. Yeah, I am uh, definitely a New Yorker, uh, born and raised in New York. Mostly grew up in Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I mean, I just had a, a my my siblings and our we were close, um, so we just we just uh, you know just try to. Um, do what we needed to do in Queens. Like try not to get in trouble. We tried to go to school and mm-hmm. uh, had Haitian parents who, you know, were, well, my dad was really strict. So mm-hmm. uh, we had um, that 
that strict discipline that he in, in instilled in us. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of us were thought education was important. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's about it. So where did music come into Zoe Rosal's life? Was it, you know, where you were young, were you young? Was it like high school years? Like when was it that you, you know, you became, when you, I guess, music into your life in regards to just being a fan of it? Yeah. Well, music came into my life that I, well, my earliest, well, actually I can remember early in that. Okay. So my mother used to tell me I used to moonwalk all the time. You know, oh. <laughs> as, a kid, as a kid, I liked Michael Jackson and she would say like I would when when she had friends over, I would just like entertain them and moonwalk and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't necessarily remember that too much, but that's what she said. Um, I do remember in high school uh, joining like a choir and I remember in college like joining a, a, another choir. So I just, I always loved music. It wasn't something that was encouraged, you know, mm-hmm. with family. They, they weren't like, oh yeah, you're a part of a choir, you know, keep it going. That's a great thing. They, you know, my father was more about education, so he didn't want us to do any extracurricular things. Uh, it was just mostly about education. So um, that wasn't really encouraged in my life. So just bit later on as an adult, and when I just had was able to make my own decisions and eventually I just decided to pursue it. And it was mostly when I moved back to New York, I was living in Texas for a little bit and I moved back to New York and I, and I just, I don't know, something in me just was like, this is the time, let me do it. So. Okay. Now, when you were younger, um, who were some of your influences? Who were some of the artists that you um, you admired? I know you were talking about when you were younger, you were doing the moonwalk, Michael Jackson, obviously. I mean, who didn't do it? I know I, I did it. But who were some of those artists, you know, way back when that, you know, you were a fan of and you appreciated their creativity at the time? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do like, I really love uh Michael Jackson everyone does uh it just never grow he never grows old like you have little babies being born now and they're like they know Michael Jackson so he's just he's just a legend timeless mm-hmm. <laughs> yep definitely that's the right word timeless but uh I did I do like Whitney Houston a lot I like Tony Braxton a lot mm. uh, I just I listened to um, a lot of reggae growing up because I, I, you know, I, I had neighbors who were who were Jamaican and, you know, they played it very loud. So a good thing I liked the music because it didn't bother me too much. So uh, so reggae was um, something that really uh, kind of in, was instilled in me. And just uh, that's one of the one of the biggest influences in my sound um so yeah so pretty much that that was the the one this the different things that influenced me growing up who was speaking of reggae who were some of those artists that you listened to um i liked there was a one guy named sanchez there is barris hammond like i like the smooth reggae they did a lot of smooth reggae but i did like 
uh, you know, Buju, Banton, and, you know, those people, they were a little more rough. Matt Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> Shaba. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, but I, I mostly like Sanchez and Barris Hammond. They, they have, like, a timeless sound. So I, I really like them a lot. Okay. And I mean, just that early '90s, like it was such a, a a huge wave that came through. It was a lot of the late '80s, early '90s, and you may you may mention to Buju and and um and I mentioned you know Matt Cobra and Shaba Ranks and you know Patra was my favorite. She was she was she. I mean, in, in an era where it was a lot of it was it seemed like very male dominated at that time, and she mm-hmm. was one of the few female reggae artists that really crossed over into the American audience. And I really appreciated her being very bold, you know, in a male dominated, um, you know, genre and, and, and everything mm-hmm. else. So talk about your experience making your first record. What was that? What was that experience like for you? You know, once you made the decision, obviously to get into the music industry, what was it like, you know, making that first record and tell the people like which one what was the name of it and how how what the, what the whole experience was like well i've done recent i mean i started doing music uh about three four years ago um oh wow. however, okay yeah however i did um i have done music before that uh and you know i've written music and recorded music that stuff I don't really have anymore <laughs> because oh, I'm okay. Okay. But um, let's see the first song, I, you know, yeah, it's hard for me to remember those songs, but recently the first th- song I did was uh, is it was a remix of that song uh, that's called sugar you know like pour that sugar on um, yeah um def leopard mm-hmm. def leopard thank you so i did a remix to that so i i had my um one of my friends who you know does tracks and i was like i like this song you know cut it up for me chop it up and you know i want to do a remix so you guys could hear that on uh soundcloud because it's just a cover kind of um so you know, I was I wasn't able to like you know put it on I Apple and title and stuff like that because you know I don't have the rights for it. But I did do that remix. That was the first song I did, and that was fun. I thought I I think the beat was good. I think the um, concept was good. Um, you know, so it it was it was me starting off again, starting fresh with music. So right. I I think it it. I've grown a lot since then, but I think it's a, still a good record. So when you're writing and then, you know, we're talking about, you know, you're covering a, a Def Leppard song, but which by the way, I saw Def Leppard a couple months ago and I'm in concert and those, those guys can still go. <laughs> those guys yeah. can still go. Oh yeah. I went to the stadium tour. It was uh Def Leppard, um, Motley Crue, Poison and uh, Joan Jett. And mm. yeah, and they, they still got it. <laughs> they're they, they still got it. it was it was incredible and they they played they played some of their big hits but that that's a nice song to cover but mm-hmm. the process though of of writing you know what i mean where do you go, what play like tell me the mind the mindset of zoe rosegold when she's writing uh usually 
what makes me write a song is I, I'm inspired by a song that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So inspired by it. And just one part of the song may inspire me. And it and then I just create a whole new sound and song from something I heard or an idea that the song gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mostly uh, how I've written music. Um, recently, uh, because of, you know, just just moving around a lot, I haven't been able to, I don't know, I just haven't been able to be in my car and listen to music all the time. That's how I would really start writing music. But I've been writing from scratch, like just concepts in my head. And I've just been writing from 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 that. So uh, I haven't had a track or a beat. I've just been writing and the 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 rhythm is in my head. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, describe your musical style. Mm. My musical style, I would say it's a little, it's definitely a lot of Caribbean. It's a lot of, it's New York in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have different styles. So, I can do something that's that's me kind of more so singing. And then I can do songs that are straight up just me rapping. Right. You know, so um, definitely my rap style is more so New York. Uh, and and my uh, singing is more so Caribbean, you know, like. Okay. It has- yeah. The rhythm is usually Caribbean and, you know, the ideas are just really usually just about relationships, love, things like that. Okay. Now I have a two part question for you and we're, we're going to jump around here a little bit, but in what ways do you think that the hip hop genre has evolved over the years? And what in the second part of that is what do you think is missing from the genre? Ah, uh, well, I think it, with hip hop at its its infancy, it was just fun, fun party, right? You know, right. People, people working nine to five Monday through Friday, but it was just like Friday night. Let's just boogie boogie, you know. So I think it from its infancy, it started that way. I think it started to evolve into like, uh cultural and political mm-hmm. as I think it unified a lot of uh black people, brown people, it unified them. Um and then I just I think in the late nineties, early two thousands, it became uh it became more of a violent type of music. Mm-hmm it became more violent and um i just i mean i i i believe that you know it that was done purpose purpose that was a reason for that because you know prisons became private and they wanted to fill them up you know so um i i believe that's that's why that evolution happened Right now, um, I still think it's more on that level. You know, it's low vibration, low frequency type 
music right now. Um, I think there are some people, some rappers that, uh, you know, are trying to trying to not always talk about, you know, kill, kill, like drill, drill type stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to say these people who do drill music are not talented, but, um, you know, it's I just can't I can't support music that uh, involves killing people, especially killing my people, especially killing a certain type of people, mm, you know, yeah, I yeah. can't support music that way. Just like I can't support um, a neighborhood rapist, just like I can't support a neighborhood killer. Right. Just exactly. Like right. So. I yeah, that's just wrong. <laughs> it's. And, you know, you, know, you hear about those things a lot, you know, with some of the unfortunate, you know, incidents that's happened, you know, especially over the last year or two. It's been like, you know, I, I feel bad, you know, for, for all involved, because I just think that it, it, there's 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 an alternative to resolve issues. You know, mm -hmm. there's a there's an alternative to kind of put, you know, let cooler heads prevail type thing, you know. So I think it's important that you know, artists like yourself and artists, you know, that plenty of artists that we know that can that can drive the car, so to speak, and to assure that, you know, it the genre will be in a much, much better place. And, you know, and I hope that everybody can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnels for us saying, you know, it really isn't that bad. You know, we can all just, you know, create and 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 create moments mm -hmm. and 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 continue the legacy in the lineage of of the genre for sure you know what i mean this episode of the dlu podcast is brought to you by goalie nutrition as someone who's used goalie for quite some time i can tell you that they're not only very good but they're very beneficial my favorite are the super green gummies the super green gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins a b12 folic acid and theamine it supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. Now, through your through your journey, um, has any family members or friends, you know, giving you feedback or anything of a sort regarding any of your records? Yeah, I mean, like people, you really like Yo-Yo. Like I haven't met someone who doesn't like Yo-Yo, you know, so uh, family, friends, they like that song. Uh, I just have, you know, there's a song called Carnival. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of family and friends who, who like that song. Cause that's really, really Caribbean right there. And, you know, high grade, high grade is a really popular. It's, it's like a crossover. It can cross over to all types of different genres. Uh, you know, so I, you know, so I, I've gotten a lot of positive feedbacks about, about my music, um, I, I think I think honestly, from
from what I've seen, people don't like me to be hardcore, you know, rap. Uh, so I've gotten a little bit of, of, uh, that kind of vibe too. So yeah, it's just, I've just gotten different comments from different people, but it's mostly been positive. Now through your career, um, you know, obviously, you know, before the pandemic, obviously, you know I mean? Obviously with, um, the, the last two years has been crazy with COVID and everything else going on, but before then, what was have you experienced um performing live you know in front of a front of a live crowd and if so you know what were some of those, some of those experiences like in in performing in a crowd in in one city versus another uh yeah i've mostly i've mostly report uh performing live in new york mm-hmm. uh, did uh, a lot of us re- artists uh including yourself we uh we performed live in Miami in um, oh yeah 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 November so that was that was great um so uh I mean the to me the difference is you know Miami you can just be outdoors and and in and in New York you have to be indoors so uh but that's about it so it's, I only have two cities to compare it to so mm-hmm. pretty is pretty similar. Um, as far as the vibe, you know, it's pretty similar. Okay. Now let's hop off music a little bit and talk about some of the things you do outside of it. Now Mm -hmm. I've, I've known you a while and I know you're an inventor. So talk about some of the things you have going on outside of music. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, I did, um, there's something called rose petal pillow sheets that I, so basically it's a pillow cover, it's a satin pillow cover, and it has uh, several layers to it. So basically, mm. we go to bed sleeping on the same pillow cover, pillow uh, case every night. You know, I've, no one changes their pillow cover uh, or pillow uh, case every night. So that you you sleep on it, say you sleep on it Monday, and then you sleep on it again Tuesday. So the oils that build up from maybe sweating or maybe some people drool or whatever, right. those, those things that, uh, happen Monday night, you're going to go ahead and sleep on it Tuesday night. So basically what I designed is basically it has multiple layers. So you can sleep on a new pillow cover every night, every night. Right, 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 right. At the end of the week, you wash it and then you start it over again. So instead of just like, oh, let me get a new pillowcase. Let me get a new pillowcase every night. Or, you know, you have one pillow cover every night. You got a new sheet. Right. So what was, and and again, that that sounds like a very, you know, the thought process of trying to come up with a a product like that. And I'm sure that takes a lot of time. Now, were there any case studies that you did in regards to, you know, what the product can do or, or anything of the sort? Um, no, no, not really. I didn't do any case studies. I just, I just knew what my skin needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted something soft to sleep on. I wanted something comfortable. I wanted to be able to sleep on a, something fresh every night. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so that's pretty much that's pretty much what I wanted. And, and it, you know, it is a, it prevents, uh, 
you know, wrinkles and skin creases and stuff like that. Just the, the material. So ma- mainly I did it for me. I, I've, I've used this technique for over a decade now. You know, I've used this technique for a while or close to a decade. Okay. So I used this technique for a while. So I just decided to like, let me just design it and then and, and start selling it to other people because I think everyone can benefit from it. Now, speaking of which, where can people find this product? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now um, I'm on Amazon. Uh, you can just look up Rose Petal Pill Sheets. And it's there. Um, you guys can also go to my Instagram at Rose Petal Pillow Sheets as well. So Rose Petal Pillow Sheets with the S at the end. Well, I will definitely uh, pick up some for sure once we get done with this interview. And it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like something we all need. You know what I mean? So, right. so and and when and you, so you said this was ten years ago. You talking about that you were doing this or? Uh, no, I mean, I started, I've always wanted to sleep on something fresh every night. So I would just do my own thing, like my own Mm -hmm. makeshift stuff where, you know, to make sure I slept on, you know, something, um, clean every night. But the concept, man, I think it's probably, it's probably going on like seven years right now that, um, I, I I created the product and put it on market. Yeah. Shark so, Tank is, is, is I'm assuming next stop is uh Shark Tank or <laughs> uh, I would love for that to happen, but I you know, you know, I'm I'm scared of Kevin. Kevin gonna ask me for my sales and I, I just want it to be to be a lot more than than it is because he's gonna be like, What's sales? you know, like so right, you know, right. Yeah, for 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 Shark Tank, they're sharks for real. So you gotta be prepared. But I did mention it's on Amazon. I'm going. I'm about to change that, and I'm going to create my own website. So, uh, and most, and I do have a website called Zoe Exotics, and that's where I'm going to. That's going to be the just the platform where you're going to be able to get all all types of things from from um, from me music, uh, uh, designs, um, candles, all types of stuff. So zoeexotics.com. One-stop shop. I like to hear that. Yeah. Now, now let's hop back into the music and it, this can apply to, you know, your, um, your, your businesses as well. What has been some of the ups and what have been some of the downs throughout your career? Well, I think I'm just coming out of a down because just moving, uh, out of New York, and just having to transition and get adjusted to things uh, that, sorry, and just get adjusted to things um, was kind of a downside because I just had to focus more on, um, get you know, working, um, building my career, starting fresh, building a new career in a different place. Right. Um, so then it just like, it left less room for music. It left less room for entrepreneurship. Uh, but I think now, right now I'm just pretty settled and ready to get back into that space. Okay. Now let's just talk, let's take a little deep dive into the music. So 
who were some of the producers you've worked with? Because again, Yo Yo, I like and again, I I and I told you this before, I really enjoyed that song. I really like it. I like the way it flows. It's a it's 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 a it's a good it's a really good vibe. You know what I mean? But who are some of the producers and you know sound engineers that you've worked with that creates the sound of Zoe Rose Gold? Mm. Uh that song, I believe the art uh the producer is Caesar. Um, his name is Caesar. And mm-hmm. I usually most of my music has been uh the sound engineer Michael Ashby. So Okay. Um, he actually did Bodak Yellow and Ficardi. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's in New York. Uh, so, you know, I haven't recorded, uh, anything outside of New York. Um, I'm going to explore that, but, uh, that's the main person I've used and we work really well together and I think he's really talented. And that's good because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you find that one and I don't care what it is, whether it's a hair, you know, a hairdresser or a mm-hmm. barber. And it's like, if, if it's working for you, it works for you. You know what I mean? Right. And, yep. and, and this is, is this is not to say that it's wrong to have, you know, several other sound engineers. But I mean, if you have something that works, if it ain't broke, why, you know, don't fix it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I, that's good that you know you're highlighting on you know an individual that knows Zoe Rose Gold knows your flow knows how you do things and it just I'm sure it makes not only the recording process easier but it definitely makes it a lot I'm sure it makes I'm sure it's fun being able to create in the studio with someone a like-minded individual like the ones you're working with yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. all right so talk about uh rake and we name drop radio pushers so Tell the people what Radio Pushers is and your role in it and um, what you do, because you ha- you wear a lot of hats. And again, I- I've learned a lot from you. So tell the people about Radio Pushers. Yeah, well, Radio Pushers is just like an organization for independent artists. It kind of uh, guides uh, independent artists to be the best they can be and to, to reach um, to the heights they want to reach. Uh, so there's just a lot of guidance and not a lot of platforms or organizations uh, provide all of that. So it's a great organization. Um, I mostly do podcasting. Um, I'm also the host of Speed Networking on Spotify Live. I'm a podcast ho- host for Rap Decoded and Dream Hustle Win. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do some come kind of voiceovers and things like that sometimes when they need me to. So that that's about it. Yeah. Um, again, I came across radio pushers right around the time I released my first record and not, they are as advertised. So if there's any independent artists out there that want to um, at least know about radio pushers, I would just recommend going to uh, radiopushers.tv and um, check out what they offer. And I guarantee you, you know, you're going to walk away learning something and, you know, get in contact with uh, Jonathan P. Wright, get in contact with Patience J. And they'll be able to uh, answer all the questions that you may have. Because I know you're going to have a lot of questions, but definitely um, get on their calendar. and They'll be able to, they'll, they'll definitely talk to you. A couple more things before we get out of here. Um, tell us about any upcoming projects, whether it's music or any products you have that's going to be coming up in the immediate or distant future. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I have the rose petal pillow sheets. You guys will be able to get that on um, my website, zoeexotic.com. That's zoeexotic, no S at the end, zoeexotic.com. And you'll be also be able to get my music. Um, I still still think um, Yo-Yo and High Grade, I still want to push those songs because those songs are, I think everyone will like it. You know, everyone does like it. Um, I do have uh, a song that I recorded at the House of Hits called um, Voila. Mm -hmm. And that song, I just think it, it would it is my latest one. So that'll be coming out uh, soon. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So just make sure you go to that Zoe Exotic dot com website and then you'll be able to get all the products the candles uh and um the music okay and where does your music actually fit into the realm of hip-hop in your opinion um i think it's more i i wouldn't place it in hip-hop i mean right now i mean when they say hip-hop is very very broad True. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that sound R&B that they consider hip hop. I think there's a lot of hip hop artists that's doing things that sound like R&B. So it's just it's just kind of confusing as far as the genre. But I, I wouldn't want to uh, just box myself in as a hip hop artist. Very true. Very true. I just myself as an international artist uh, who who uh, can, you know, sing a little, hold a note a little bit and um, do rap as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's one genre that I can say I, I, I fit in. Okay. Now, where can everyone find you, whether it's website, social media, YouTube, everything? Where can the people find you? Right. Okay. So like the, the website I was saying, www.zoeexotic.com, that's coming soon. But you guys could also find me on Instagram at official Zoe NYC. That's the official Z-O-E-E-N-Y-C. Also, you can find me um, at, on YouTube at uh, Zoe Rose Gold Public Figure. Uh, I'm also on TikTok and, and uh, at Zoe Rose Gold. And you and and Twitter, Twitter is something that I think after it was bought out that a lot more mm. people using. <laughs> so I'm also on Twitter as well. Okay, well, Zoe, you know, as I stated before, you know, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from you, and you know, sky's the limit for all of us. And um, I definitely appreciate you coming on to the Delu podcast, and um, look forward to having you down the road. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk very soon. <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the DLU podcast. Again, I want to thank Zoe Rosco for stopping by and giving us the 411 on what's going on with her and what she's doing. And I wish her all the best and what she continues to do. Now, as far as me, you can uh, follow me on social media. OK, that's Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, Snapchat, at the real DT Lou. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis official page. Make sure, guys, you subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
It's youtube.com forward slash the real DT Lou, where you can get some of the past episodes that I've done on the D Lou podcast. I'm still going to be uploading some more content regarding the podcast, but you'll also get to see a lot of my two, basically my music videos, as well as some of my acting reels. You'll be able to see some of those things as well. Make sure that you subscribe to the D Lou podcast, okay, on all platforms, and that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Pandora, you name it. Name the platform and it's probably on there. So just search the DLU podcast and make sure you go there. You can listen to it on Believe.com as well. I have music out there, guys. My single Selfish Pride is still out there on all platforms. My EP, my dance EP, I might add, Every Second Make It Count is on all platforms. So make sure you check that out. Give it a few spins, okay? Share it as well. And of course, there is my store shop.darrytlewis.com where you can actually get some really cool tees and hoodies. So make sure you tap in with that. Well, once again, I thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And always remember, no matter what you do in life, always remember to make it count. Take care, guys.